0: Risk Check podcast episode 3. Uh welcome back guys. We got through 1 and 2. We're yep. here part 3. Yes, incredible. Um what are you guys wearing today? start. Start with Sean.
1: Um got, okay. on. got one of my favorite watches he owns on.
2: So I'm actually wearing a vintage Brightland coat uh from the 90s. It is the grandpa to the um Avenger, this is my personal favorite was maybe the second piece that I purchased vintage um that definitely got me into vintage timepieces and appreciating them. Um love the beautiful blue dial. Um is it matte? It does have like it a matte, matte finish matte. on yeah. the yeah. dial. It's matte. It's nice. Um
1: the strap is combo is worse half for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So,
2: um <laughs> definitely love the uh the white it gives that blue that pop that I wanted it to um to give and it starts a lot of conversations. So um definitely one
0: of my favorite wears. That's what's up man. It's beautiful.
1: I'm wearing an Undone Chronograph. It was actually a gift from Rashawn a couple months ago. Oh man, you guys are yes. giving each other gifts. We're besties. Watch watch <laughs> gifts. <laughs> so I'm so out the, is I'm there a it's their vintage-inspired chronograph. So, they call it the Kili. So, it has this, like, crazy ivory dial with a red tacky meter, blue and steel hands, and a mecha quartz movement. That's beautiful, man. So, very reliable, tried and true. Can't go wrong.
0: Yeah, those hands are shiny, too. Yeah, right? That's fire. Yeah. Um, today, I I went vintage. I'm wearing my Elgin Skin Diver, um, matte black dial, Day-Date window, Um Tritium hour markers. It's got a um, broad hour, broad arrow. Excuse me, minute hand, broad sword, uh, hour hand, uh,
1: red That's, seconds. Yeah, those like, are roulette day was, Right.
0: Yeah, 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 no, no, no. It's
1: all red actually. Oh, yeah, bro. yeah, yeah.
0: The days and the uh, and the dates are all red. Um, P.U.W. movement is a German movement, which is funny because it's an American watch yeah this is from the late sixties early seventies um I love this watch. I got this at a time where I was in the market for a dive watch um I was looking at subs I was looking at like different um vintage omega pieces um This watch kind of reminds me that i I made a smart purchase, yeah because it wasn't expensive and Every time I put it on, I actually really, really enjoy wearing it.
1: Was the was the price more what got you to pick that one specifically? The price was like a, a no-brainer.
0: And then I like the history of Elgin. Elgin's this company that was based out of Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um American brand for years, well respected. They didn't do too many sports watches initially. They were kind of like a a gentleman's watch. Yeah. They did dress sure. that's, watches that's and pocket about. watches. Um so this was towards the the latter part. Uh, of their history before they sold, um, they're still in existence today. Now they're a Chinese-owned and operated company. Okay, but totally, totally different place yeah, today say, than they were in the past.
1: 360 or well,
0: 180, yeah, 100. Um, so getting right into it, uh, there's some auctions that happened again.
1: Yes, very crazy auctions. Uh, have. <laughs> super crazy.
0: These, yeah, these were these were definitely crazy. Um. Where do you want to start, man? Uh, maybe we start, let's start with the, the Phillips auction. Yep. Um, probably the least craziest of the, of, of what's on our agenda today. The Omega Speedmaster 1957 reference 2915-1. $3.4 million. Yeah.
1: And it's funny, We said that's probably the least crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Some big, uh, some big numbers. It's a pretty auction. watch. It's beautiful. It's Very got a um, lollipop seconds hand, lollipop right? seconds hand, tropical,
0: tropical dial. Tropical dial. Um, this piece is this piece is absolutely gorgeous. Um,
1: super gorgeous. It's like the perfect like patina too. It that's, is. That's real tropical. It's not like it's anything that's been messed with. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, it's a beautiful. It's, it's a beautiful it's
1: definitely,
2: piece. Uh, tropical and not a. Confused with corroded corroded yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's I often, mean that's often the thing that's often the thing I think um you
1: know private dealers do get oh. it confused with um I don't think they get it confused, tra- I think they're just trying to get it <laughs> trying to get it off,
2: I guess you know it's it, there's always that confusion of what like a true yeah, sure, you know patina is um
1: but. There's the, I feel like there's always a point with Vintage, too, where it's like, there, there's a point where Patina goes beyond the character of the watch and mm-hmm. truly does become a, a flaw. Yes. And I feel like, yes. in this case, the tropical dial on that is not a flaw. That thing's perfect. Yeah.
0: Yeah, this thing is absolutely gorgeous. Uh, $3.4 million now? Nutty. It looked Probably crazy. be a thing. But it happened. It definitely did Everyone happen. who owns a
1: Vintage Speedmaster is very happy right now.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I've actually seen this I one. <laughs> I, I, I'm definitely happy. I don't own this one, but I definitely think it says something about where eyes are going um, in terms of what this watch means to people and mm-hmm. the potential increase in volume across yeah. different references. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Makes me feel good. Mine's is never up for sale though, so <laughs> that one is that one's getting buried with me. It, you know, going back to um, an episode or two that you
2: know, I was I was speaking about just like auctions and you know the new way that watches are being appreciated and how they're being sold. Um, this speaks volumes, the same as what I was saying before. It's like you know, I think the right guys are actually you know showing their appreciation with these high bids um you know we are very familiar with the the typical Rolex to protect. um yeah. you know those brands that we do love and so forth but right now the demand for them is so high and you can't you know you can not uh, uh, ex- you don't have access to
0: them i think that's the key thing too right is is that demand and i think we're starting to i mean we thought i thought at least uh, I had an understanding of, of how things worked in this industry. And um, I'm beginning to realize that I, I really don't have a clue. I don't know how to judge the demand Because it changes anymore. so fast. It's yeah. changing incredibly it, All rapidly. it takes is
1: something like this to happen. And, it just and then shifts. it turns everything upside down. Yeah. you know. I mean, it happened yeah. a couple of years ago with the Paul Newman Daytona. For sure, Who yeah. Who expected that? Yeah.
2: That's yeah. Crazy. No, I mean,
1: I didn't. Well, you know, especially for um,
2: consultants, you know, that do speak to watches and, you know, consult with their clients and what they should invest in. I think us having that insight um, and being ahead of the curve speaks volumes to the professionals and yeah. things like that. Is like because the Omega Speedmaster, no matter what reference it is, no matter what year it is, the circa, the whole nine is like. You need a Speedy in a collection. Right. Oh, That's absolutely. just like that's right. just like an if and yeah. a but. And, yeah, you
1: need one. If you're gonna collect watches, you need a Speedy. Master. You know, At with some this
2: point. with this demand being so high, you know, you do have to resort
0: to other brands, of course. But like this, the the Speedy is it. I think it, um, for me and the, the way most people describe it, um, I wore Mines earlier this week, and I ran into a dude, and it's the same thing. It's literally like it's the only watch you need. Yeah. yeah, like you don't need another watch. You might want other watches, but like this is the <laughs> one that I know that under no circumstances will this ever leave it's, my collection. It's, so it's
1: easy to drool over this dial too, but look at the bezel. Yeah, the dot over ninety is still visible. It's crazy, even yeah. with all that fading.
0: It's beautiful. Three point four million dollars, though. Oh my god, I would have never imagined.
1: Yeah, I, I, even if I had the money, I don't think I, I mean definitely a piece that
0: you movie. should invest in though. Like if if you know even if. If this went under um i mean i definitely saw it selling and selling for a high price but of
1: course yeah i didn't i didn't th- i didn't even think seven figures though i didn't think a million dollars for a speed no, ever no the most expensive Speedmaster that i know of sold privately for just over 100k but it's interesting it was nothing like this yeah
0: it's interesting too because back to like a point that that rashawn is was making um i feel like anytime this happens it brings the eyes, so people are now paying attention. Yeah, and it's like maybe not next week, but the week after, the month after, everyone's gonna be coming in looking yeah. for it. Expect master. a lot
1: more speedies on people's wrists. A hundred percent. Yes, definitely for Christmas.
2: Agreed. Agreed.
0: Um, sure. The uh, Protect Clock mm. from Only Watch. From Only Watch, this was the Only Watch auction. Now the Only Watch auction is an auction where every piece is a piece unique. Yeah. Yes. So they're all a one of one. Yep. They're all one of a kind.
1: None before and none to come.
0: This clock literally says the only one on it. <laughs> <laughs> like it's one of the first things I noticed when I checked it out. First of all, it's beautiful. It is. Um, I think it's incredibly witty of mm-hmm. Patek to make this because who actually needs a desk clock? Yeah. It? Um, but why not? Um, it's beautiful. It's got a, a perpetual calendar. Yeah, there's a lot of complications. There's a lot that. of complications mm-hmm. going on here. I feel like there's, there's there might be several other ones that I know nothing it's about. There's a perpetual calendar,
1: a weekly calendar. Mm-hmm. That's what that red index is on top, where it says 44, 52 mm. weeks in a year. So it's a weekly calendar. It's, it's a perpetual. Yeah. Uh, it's leap a moon here. phase. Obviously, it has a leap year. It's perpetual, but it also has an AM, PM indicator. That's mm-hmm. what the left window is on the left side of the dial, where mm-hmm. the date is. And also... The seconds are they stop right on the dot. So mm. it looks like a quartz clock, but it's not. You wind it with a key.
0: <laughs> talk about old school. How many There's,
1: copies do you get? One. <laughs> I will hope one. It's crazy though. The inspiration. It's like it's like a a bigger version of a watch that they made for uh, for Packard back in the day. What reference? No idea. I yeah. can't even tell you. It was that was a one of one in itself. Yeah. That's sitting in their museum right now.
0: The color of the dial is gorgeous, too. Super it's, gorgeous. it's uh It looks like a salmon dial.
1: Yeah, with that American oak wood, too? I yeah. I believe it's oak. I know it's American wood. I might be wrong about the oak, but has gold, silver. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I mean, this just speaks volumes to, you know, Patek Philippe's amazing craftsmanship. Yeah, um, when they go hard, they go hard. You know, like we, we spoke about before, you know, the Perpetual Calendar is my favorite complication. So this is like a no-brainer for me. I'm digging it all the way.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm digging it. It was, I think it was, it was uh the high
1: end valuation of this was eight hundred thousand. So that's the thing that bugs me about watch auctions. <laughs> we've had this conversation off camera so many times. They are never, ever, ever, even close to they're being always, accurate. They're always off. Like, who's doing this?
2: But that, I mean, that's the, that's that's the beauty of it too. Is like you know, oh, this is gonna go for what it goes for. Do you think that's a bit of a like, dangling
1: carrot? Nah, I don't know, man. Because it's like people who are bidding on this stuff know it's going to go for way over the estimate because they're willing to bet over the estimate. Sure. To, to begin with. And right on top of that, if you know anything about watches, you know this is going for way more than what you the knew it was going to get a couple of amps. Yeah. Yes. It's a Patek. Patek, at these auctions, Patek always bangs. They're always going for couple millions not even not 1 million not 2 3 million five plus at least and when you look at what's happened earlier this year you look at the 5711
0: green nautilus right and that's a that steel going watch. for almost a half a million right. dollars is a steel watch this is a piece unique it's a clock it's unlike anything they've ever made before yeah. mm-hmm. um you expect this to fetch a couple million dollars yeah totally. so this sold for 9.5 million Swiss francs. So like 10 and a half US? So over $10 million. Sheesh. Before buyer's premium. Before buyer's premium, which 25%. is 25%. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh my God. Um, Not only do you have to spend 10 and a half to get it, you have to pay 25% of that 10 and a half to own it. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine what that room was like? Yeah. It like, had to be, someone had to like, you can hear a pin drop in their room by the time that hammer hit. <laughs> Ten million dollars. Also, I love that they made a clock, bill and not a wristwatch. I love yeah. that because they made it like a. It's an important object. It's more than just something also, you can wear. And I also feel like it it's up. a brand statement. Yeah, it's a, it's it's literally like.
0: Um, I'm trying to think of how to say this in the most PG way possible, um, but they 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 they, they flexed and and they put their uh they put their ego on the table. Yeah. Yeah. And said, everybody else can just hold this. I remember, (laughs) I remember,
1: I remember just when the world was kind of opening up again, Hodinki did a a travel clock that they sold and everybody gave them like crap for it, saying, Mm. oh, like, we can't go anywhere while you're making a travel clock. There was a bunch of memes about it in the watch community. So I kind of love that Patek made a clock that can just sit in one place. That's (laughs) it. (laughs) It's like, why not? You're
0: on the move. This thing stays put. Yeah.
2: These guys defy everything. You know, Patek is, you know, the oldest, you know, family owned watchmaking company and like, you know, they're unapologetic about what they do It's like, this is who we are. Yeah. And, you know, we're not deviating from it at all. We're not putting out any statements. We're not trying to, you know, compete because we're in our own Yeah, lane. they don't have to.
1: They don't have to. Who, who's going to tell them to do anything? You can't. Facts.
2: Amazing. Amazing craftsmanship. Not
1: only because of, obviously, the, that name, Protect, means something, but also the way that they're owned, like you said, it's family-owned. Can't tell them what to do. Next. Your favorite brand?
0: My Well, not my favorite, but I definitely, definitely my, number
1: my, two. I'd say my favorite. Okay, your favorite
0: brand. Um, but they, you know, they're climbing. Um, So another Only Watch auction piece, piece unique tutor yes (laughs) yes um which i have to say we first saw this piece on on their instagram page yep Mm -hmm. um you know you see it on the feed i didn't read the caption yet no context to it uh an aged steel gmt with a case with exhibition case back i'm like this thing is this thing is dope yeah
1: um, absolutely fire. And a, and a METAS movement. METAS, and a, certified, and movement. A Metas so,
0: certified movement. And a METAS certified movement. I'm like, oh, man, I just got the bronze. What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> I should be getting this one. Um, and then I discovered that it's uh only watch piece. So, yeah. this, mm-hmm. so it's a piece unique. There's only one of one So this piece goes up for auction. Uh, the evaluation was... 6000 to 8000 Swiss francs ridiculous which is already high but being a piece unique tudors on fire i'm thinking 15 maybe 20
1: I, yeah i was thinking like 25 yeah times. like yeah
0: i could see even that but like yeah 20 like and that would be a huge win yes for tudor um I, I kind of I'm still in disbelief in what this box sold for.
2: Um these <laughs> volumes, man. So I'll hey, let one of you
0: guys uh uh, uh tell it cuz um I named all the other prices. I still can't believe it.
1: 711,000 USD. US dollars. Yeah. Uh for the a, most expensive tutor.
0: tutor in the world. Yes.
2: Um I mean if I I definitely have to give my two cents about Tutor. Um I think it is a brand that is on the come up, still a little bit um you know, undervalued, but um after this I no, the reason the reason being is because you know, everyone still kind of looks at Tudor in the light of being the little brother to Rolex. Sure. Um which that really isn't the case. Like these guys have parted from Rolex, you know, for quite some time and they've been able to be innovative They've um, went ahead and have done crazy things just with like this age timepiece here, um, doing the Master Chronometer um, timepieces, which only um, Tudor and Omega carry this meta. So the meta certification is one that is like highly, highly respected in the watch community. Um and for them to to be the only brands to carry it in
1: the watch industry speaks volumes. This this has me thinking though if Tudor's doing Metas movements at you know a 4K price point for the GMT at retail. That makes you think Rolex eventually is gonna come around do the same thing. And probably raise the price. New movements. They have to do new movements soon.
0: Do they? Yeah, why not? I, I mean, the this, same reason why they're 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 they're, they're not going to do an age steel watch. Well, they won't do an age steel watch. watch, but
1: I mean, aesthetics are different from you know from the the movement. That's literally what drives the watch. You should want the best of the best for your I, brand. I, I feel think.
0: you, and and I would love to see uh, Rolex do that. I I just don't know if they're really willing to do new things. Probably because they don't have to. To be honest, exactly. Well, it's like. You know, mm-hmm. and they have the Tudor arm to kind of do that, yeah. you know, under the Hans Wildorf Foundation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jesus Christ, seven hundred eleven thousand dollars for a Tudor Black Bay? Rightfully so. GMT. <laughs> I'm going rightfully um, so. Yes, I'm saying rightfully so. You know, the 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 uh, the Pepsi GMT that they have retails for. Um, um, bracelet, like just, just over, over 4K. 4k. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm.
1: 4,050. And
0: you can get one right now for under 4k. Yeah, right. brand new. Yeah, right. It's it's trading less than retail. Um, and here they come with this, and and boom. I'm curious how the brand responds to this. Tudor is, from my perspective, it's it's what Rolex used to be. Right, I agree, hundred percent. They're doing. They're like we do tool watches. We do them really well. They're they're taking an artistic approach um, to some of their newer models, and they're trying new things. And I love it. I think it's great. I mean, I think this watch is awesome.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, But I'm curious to see how they respond to this because this is a business, and at the end of the day, I know if 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 I'm running Tudor. And one of our watches sold for seven hundred thousand.
1: The prices are going up. Yep. Yesterday's <laughs> if, if price was me, is not today's price. Yesterday's <laughs> price not today's price. I'm saying, what's next? Well, yeah, exactly. So, we, what, what are we doing else that's like this, and more people can get their hands on?
2: So, this is what I would say. Um, you know, kind of piggybacking on what you're saying, as far as you know, if I was running the show, I think Tudor is to you know stand your ground, continue to do the great things that you guys do. Because you know your pieces are obviously being appreciated. It hasn't reached, I think, the masses yet. Yeah. Um. But you know, with the Master Chronometer timepieces, um, this is the first time when we are seeing a Metas um, GMT. Yeah. So, like, who knows what's to come? We know that um, Tudor just released the um, the new Pelagos. Fix that thing's fire. It's dope. Fire. Um, so I, I think I think these guys are moving at their own pace. They release? couldn't release at a better time. I hate, I hate yeah, it Blue It was da- perfect. I hate Blue watches.
1: That makes the exceptions list. You hate Blue Dots? Yeah. That makes the exceptions list. There's yeah. like five watches on there that's oh making my man. it. Oh, What a. That's a good one. A good one. <laughs> We're not counting that. That's vintage. New, new watches, modern watches, the blue dials, I don't really care for. Yeah. But uh, I have a short list, and uh, the FXD made the short list really fast. I mean, respect. It's. Uh, I've been
0: looking at the Pelagos for some time. Um, the left-hand drive, I think, is still probably the one for me. Okay. Um, I do like this version better, though. I think the dial is clean. Um, I love that it's more navy. Yep. Um. I like the absence of the date. Mm-hmm. Um. Personally, I don't mm-hmm. like dates. Uh, well, I don't mean say I don't like dates. I like dates Dates on watches. But I feel like the Pelagos didn't necessarily need it. Yeah,
1: it's a dive watch. It is a date.
0: dive watch. And dive watches, dates complications kind of confuse me, with exception to the one that I'm wearing, obviously.
2: You know what's funny? I, what I will say is this. I agree with you about the cleanness of a no date. But until you need until a you date, need date I'll tell you, oh until you need the
3: you need the date, there are times, <laughs> there are times yeah. when I'm wearing another watch that I have
2: with no date, and then I
0: look at him like, "Damn, what date is it? What date yes, is it?" Exactly.
2: And the funny thing is, like, of course, like you know, we have our phones, we resort to our phones, we but look at our we're, phones we're wearing every day. We want to use the watch, we want to use the, the watch, of course. And it's like at the same time, like I know what the date is, but you still resort. No, you forget and, it. I forget all the time. Well, no, I'm saying more in the retrospect of like you see it. Every time you unlock your phone. Yeah. So sure. you know what day it is. But you just resort to your watch that's if you wear it. Well, so so if
1: you're looking at your phone for that reason, there's so many distractions on the phone though, right? Because if you're looking at your phone, you probably have 10 notifications. You're gonna look at a date. No, you're gonna see what whoever texts you first. Sure. Yeah. With the sure. watch, it's like that's kind of the purpose. That's why I'm wearing it. Time and date. But sure.
0: Respect. Um, so we got our we got our first um question from a, a submission a submission okay uh from a follower of ours this comes from um, Edwin out of Westchester County, New York Shout out to Edwin Shout Westchester out to Edwin Westchester, um Edwin is also a veteran and on the heels of Veterans Day, happy Veterans Day to Edwin Uh but he had a couple of questions for us so we're going to get into this and uh see what he has to say and Check it out. Wrist check.
2: I have a few questions for you guys. What are some brands you think a person that is new to collecting watches should look or get into? What are your top five iconic watches or watches you would love to have in your collection? And last, what watch brand you feel is currently undervalued and why?
0: So... Edwin is asking three questions: um, brands for newbies, mm-hmm. uh, people who are new to to watches, um, our top five iconic watches, and a very a really good question: what brands do you feel are are undervalued? Um, so, with regards to watches for people just getting into it. Uh, let's start there Rashawn. you want to take that one
2: yeah I mean um, for I think the guy that is just starting their watch collection one of my personal favorites and one that I actually have invested in would be the Orient um, Open Heart okay it's really 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 cool Um, price point is extremely affordable at just about 300 bucks um Beautiful finish. Um, it was done by uh, the Japanese. Okay. Um, so I am ex- so it's
1: done very well. It,
2: I, that's exactly what I was gonna say. I, I
0: like. I have to say when it so comes to Japanese back, movements, Japanese case,
1: Japanese movements, Japanese, movement, made, Japanese
2: case, Japanese design. It is automatic. Has an open um, case back. Case back, and it also has a um, exhibition on the dial. That's mm-hmm. cool. so. Not only is that's it an a exhibition for your case back.
1: Three hundred.
2: It has. An and, it out and it retails for three hundred dollars. And it retails for three hundred bucks.
0: The the Orient brand is interesting because I feel like almost every watch that they produce is like a super entry level yes piece. Yeah. Like for for very cheap, you can have an automatic watch.
2: Yeah. Well, the coolest thing too is that it um you know was introduced in the fifties, um, and you know was a piece that was designed as you know kind of one of those entry levels like what we're talking about at affordable price point but has like a beautiful craftsmanship um so this one is 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 a no brainer for me is like you know what what can i get that's affordable that's going to be the conversation starter especially with that open heart mm. you know kind of seeing that um yeah. balance that balance wheel moving back and forth in the dial is like what is that yeah. You know, like how much did that cost? You know, I could see that going for maybe a grand, two yeah, grand, definitely. sure. Oh, so I, I
1: think automatic, I'll immediately think at least you, a grand exactly, at least. you
2: know. Um, for it to be um designed by the Seiko family also speaks volumes too, yep. because we know that um, you know, they have so many sub brands such as Undone, uh Seiko and his own, and Grand Seiko. Um Cradle. although Don't each forget of them Cradle. and Cradle That's as well. The pinnacle. Yeah. Um that is the pinnacle as well. So it's like You know, although these guys have separate correlations, they still, um, you know, keep that same watchmaking tradition under that one family.
0: I think what's great, too, about brands like Orient is they're still kind of under the radar. So for that person that is price conscious, but wants like an awesome looking watch that wants to get into watches and understand the differences between movements, but also have a piece that is. A well-made piece i think this is an incredible brand you're not going to run into yeah. a lot of people that have this yep. um you're gonna get a lot of questions about it they actually do really really beautiful work mm-hmm. um when i think orient i always think the the logo i think the logo is beautiful yeah um they do amazing looking dials um you know definitely i don't own one definitely a watch i wouldn't mind having in in my collection when I just think about just interesting pieces, I mean the, the stuff that they do is is really cool. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Also, I feel like it's one of those if you know you know pieces too. For sure, it's yeah. like imagine your first watch is a three hundred dollar Orient, yeah. and you're in a room <laughs> full of watch guys, and they're wearing crazy pieces, and they're like they point out your Orient. That yeah. feels really good. It feels incredible. I mean, also,
2: yeah. too, um, my my last point to Orient, I mean, you know, their price point is competitive with the entry levels of you know. Um, The Movado's, the Mm -hmm. Michelle's, Mm -hmm. um, Filova, Invicta, all of those kind of brands that like, you know, are common to guys that are entering the watch industry, um, but really don't know where to start because that's something I get questions about a lot. It's like, well, what do you think about an Invicta watch? Or what do you think about this watch? And, you know, although those brands aren't luxury timepieces they also contribute to watchmaking and the creation of time so i don't downplay any of them but if you want something that has a little bit more novelty and um gives a little bit more contribution Mm -hmm. to watchmaking i would go orient
0: respect
1: um how about you ben i'll pick long jeans for this one respect i i am a fan of long jeans yep especially the more the vintage looking stuff Mm -hmm. the heritage collection we have a conquest pulled up. I feel like more people would kind of go for the conquest. You know, the it's conquest. Yeah, the conquest might be the every man's watch. Mm-hmm. It's on the bracelet. The dials are great. Usually, you know, black, white, silver. Mm-hmm. You can get them with gold indices for like twelve fifty. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I would go towards something more vintage looking, like they have that sector dial. I yeah. think that's unbeatable for the price. It's around fifteen hundred dollars, and you get two straps in the box. Yeah. And you get something that's super heritage looking and it's something that most people will see and notice and say "Oh, that's a Longines. i know that's a good watch
0: and, and Longines make solid pieces i mean you're talking about it's a swiss made watch um uh, this is a watch where if you buy it at almost any price point i think they start at around like 950 yeah. maybe a little less than that um and they can get incredibly expensive sure. too but this would be an automatic watch that you would get and you may not have to serve it. Yeah, service it's a, it it's a workhorse. It's a workhorse. I yeah. feel like
1: it's also something that at the price point, let's call it two grand. Yeah. I feel like most people who are starting to get into watches and want that real first luxury timepiece mm. probably have two grand to spend. Sure. For and sure. they and they want something that has some weight to it. Mm-hmm. And Longines definitely does that. Yeah. yeah.
2: Absolutely. I mean, also too... Um, give Longines credit, the the simple fact of them being like one of the oldest watchmakers, yep. you know, yes. to date um, and still being active through, um, you know, so many different periods in, you know, history um, between course crisis, war and mm-hmm. so forth and everything else. I mean, these guys are still um, running strong um, and still even being you know, a um official timekeeper for the Olympics. Yep. Um, Facts. Alongside with Omega. So yep. it's like that speaks volumes to the brand and just like, you know, what they're doing and what they continue to do. So, I mean, Don't lingerie, forget Grand Seiko for the Olympics. i do my
1: brand
0: dirty. <laughs> um, for, for, for Edwin's question in regards to um brands for newbies, um. I'm going to go with Unimatic. Great. I'm Um, a fan too. I'm a huge fan of what they do. Um, They're very simple. They have a minimalist aesthetic. This is a brand that's not that old. They're they're fairly new. They started in 2015. They're infants in the watchmaking. They really are. They're babies. uh, Two Italian uh, industrial designers. Um, They do amazing looking tool slash dive watches. Um, You know... Not a whole lot to it. The, the designs are very straight to the point, um, but very classic, very unique. Do, unique. They do a lot of PVD, yeah, uh, which I think is cool. Um, but what I love mostly about them outside of the aesthetic is that there is a level of exclusivity. This is a brand that almost every design that they release is limited edition and numbered. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, only, they make less than 3,000 units a year. Great, just in total watches. That's so the likelihood of you running into someone wearing this is incredibly slim. Yeah, it's a showstopper. slim, hundred percent. And and these watches are well under a grand. Um, they do have some that touch a grand, um, but most of the designs you can get for around five to six hundred bucks. Uh, one of my favorite ones that released, I think it was last year, was the um, the rain dial which I didn't pop off on, I should have, and I'm still kicking myself <laughs> over it, it because it's so fire. It is. I couldn't, I couldn't uh, make the decision between the, 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 the steel bracelet version and the PVD on the NATO. Yeah. And I waited too long and then it sold out yeah. uh, because it was limited. But this is a brand that I am uh, increasingly excited about. I'm always excited to see what their next release is. They do really, really cool looking pieces. Um there is a little bit of a, a vintage aesthetic to the dial and, mm-hmm. and and how that's laid out that I think is really cool. Um and I just think they're they're a really awesome brand. Oh, now sure. that you know better, which one would you have gotten? I I would have I would have gotten the steel. The
1: bracelet? Yeah.
0: Because I'm a bracelet dude at heart. Um I would have gotten the steel. I should have gotten the steel. Mm. Um I will be buying it aftermarket. Hopefully i get good the <laughs> price. <laughs>
2: Yeah. No. 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 It's super. Super cool choice. This,
1: from, this looks like something like if you asked an architect to design a watch, what it would look like.
0: Yeah. And I'm. I'm into that. Um, I am cool a fan of th- the way that I. I mean, I love watches. I love history. I love all those things. But you first get me with aesthetics. Yeah. I'm a design guy. I think. I think the three guy. of us are like that. Yeah. For, sure. For um, sure. And they definitely check those boxes.
2: Yeah. I mean, also too, like. The fact that it is extremely limited and numbered um, speaks volumes and, you know, at least... You can walk down the street and not bump into somebody wearing the same watch as you. It yeah. starts the conversation. Somebody's like, what are you wearing? And it's wearing? just a
0: fun watch. Yeah. Yeah, this is like a watch sure. that I would take on. They make pieces I would take on vacation. Yeah. I'm not worried about anything happening to it. Of course. I know it's going to look better if I you know, bang it or scratch it up. It's going
1: to look cool. Purpose it. Yep. Um, Purpose
0: it. Yeah. I mean, it's super utilitarian. It's super minimalistic. It's just like... It's just a beautifully designed piece. Yes. To but the then point.
1: Also, if you if you see somebody in the street wearing this, because you're going to have so few, Simpatico. yes, it's, it's like welcome to the club. Yes. hundred percent. It's for like sure. you know, if you, I'm know, with you, you, know. you. I want to know, be you your know. friend. Let's
0: get a beer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So, top five iconic watches. Um, Rashawn will kick it off with you again. Yes. Uh, what is what is a watch that you uh, and give us two. Um, you know, I know you're a huge fan of of several different brands, and mm-hmm. you know you consult a lot of guys and you help them build their collection. Mm-hmm. What what does Rashawn want in his collection? What's a must have?
2: Um, so the two must have, I have to say, I'm going precious metal all the way. Okay. Um, Not answer for that. Num- number one for me, I'm going 35 millimeter um, solid gold. Uh, Cartier Santos for so the medium size, not the large. Not the medium. I mean the medium. Yeah. Yes, I'm going medium, not the large. Why? Um, I'm a fan of smaller cases. I wear smaller cases. Um, one of the watches that I wear the most is a 34 millimeter watch. How, what's the millimeter of the of the medium?
1: 35. 35. At 35. Yeah. That's so cool. The large is. So, uh, it rounds up to a forty, right? Yeah, it's like a forty. Yeah, but thirty-five see, the thing, is
2: cool. The thing about the thing about this piece is the fact that it is like a square, sure, mm-hmm. um, and not rectangular, so it doesn't make it long. It makes it very wide. Yeah.
1: It, it fits your wrist better. It, it, fits, it,
2: it fits your wrist the natural better. Smaller. Shape of your wrist is a square, so it um, makes sense. so so this for me makes sense. I see myself legitimately, and you guys know I like to travel a lot. Like I see myself on the coast somewhere. <laughs> um, like literally like this is retirement watch you rocking I'm the like beach? I'm about 60 oh, years man, old Rishon. 70 years old This okay so this is sticking with you for a long time sticking with me for a long time I'm oh it's gold it right. should I'm, I'm rocking this you know until I go on the ground Legit. what I
0: love about gold watches though is that when you do own them for a long time and they get beat up They'll and scratched up they look amazing yeah, they really do. For
2: sure, for sure. This this definitely screams novelty to me. I mean, also being like their first wristwatch ever made is like, yeah. Why would you Pat- not patent their world's first wristwatch?
1: Of course. Cartier like, Sancto's. why would you,
2: why would why wouldn't you want to go down with this? this sure. Is, this is awesome. Okay. This is great
1: watch for me. Respect. And you go yellow gold for sure. They make a rose gold.
2: They make a rose gold. I'm going yellow gold, and I'm gonna tell you why. Why? Because. Not- my second watch is rose gold. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So 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 you know we spoke we spoke about Versi. rose gold. We spoke about rose gold sure. in previous episodes and we spoke about how we thought it was a trend and you know how um you know I we believe it to be here to stay. Is it a Patek? No, no, no. no. I'm, I'm going Rolex. Ooh. I'm going Rolex. I'm going solid rose ever rose gold. GMT Master 2, um, this is my watch that I'm rocking when I'm, you know, established, when I'm still young, <laughs> I'm still ripping and this running, is flex. I'm still traveling because you guys know I love to travel. Yeah, this
1: is what you got to take for you on the plane.
2: This is what I'm taking on the plane. Um, I don't know how many times I got to mention the plane, but I'm taking this on the plane. I mean, with that on, you say <laughs> as many times as you want. Like, I mean, for sure you know the rose gold um is that pop of color it compliments everyone um it it just
1: it just it just
2: (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean um i i love it i i get very very excited when i speak about this piece um i was very fortunate to to offer this to someone and and they had the same exact reaction so I did. They might have actually so made good. the same growl I did. They were like, <laughs> and I it's was like, so yes, this is it. This is
1: it. Rolex's Everose gold is probably undefeated when it comes to color. Logo. Yes, for sure. The next best thing for me is the red gold from Omega. Yeah. But this something about the Rolex just takes it.
0: Yeah, 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 for sure. I love the bezel on this thing too because it has like a uh, like an ombre kind of like yeah. gradient thing happening, black and brown, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. That uh, pairs well with the the everose color and then the black dial. Yeah, um, I think it's cool. Yeah, I mean, it it, it's definitely you know I've known you for years. This is definitely you. Yeah, there's no question about that. It, I could definitely see you with this piece.
2: It definitely um, it makes me speechless. <laughs>
0: So yeah, you
2: started growling.
0: <laughs> I literally, can't I just go. started making sounds. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's hilarious.
0: Uh, ben, what do you got for us?
1: Up first, yeah, day day, day day. Okay, it has to be day day. You want when pricey? I think when I think watches, I think day day. Specifically, you want to talk about Rolex. Obviously, everybody goes crazy for tool watches: a so Mariner, GMT, Sea Dweller, Milgauss, mm-hmm. Explorer. I go straight to the Day-Date. I think, hands down, this is the most iconic watch of all time. Really? Yes. Of all time. More so than the Speedy. Yes. Wow. The Speedy, more important, I think it's an important object in history, not just for watches, but for the history of of our country, right? Yeah. The history of space. Sure. But when it comes to watches, I think the Day-Date is the most iconic thing.
2: Well, the president also, if we... It commemorates success. Mm-hmm. It yes. resembles success. Yes. Like everyone if you who, wear a yeah. presidential Rolex. Yes, you made it. <laughs> you made it. <laughs> you made it doesn't so every, every, matter.
1: Everyone who got that big paycheck, got sure. their own business, got yeah. that first big something. Of course. Hand it, it, it down dated. or not. Hand
2: it down yeah. or not. They got it If dated. you wear a president.
1: Yeah. And the reason why is because it's been the only watch that Rolex has ever made since its inception in the 50s. That's always been solid gold. Yes. That hasn't always been true.
2: Yeah, it's so funny too because I have a I have a good uh, friend of mine that he wears a president. You know, we we we
1: mock him. We call him Obama. Good, (laughs) good. And also personally, I would go. We have the picture pulled up. I go yellow, gold, black dial all day. Yeah, so I actually tried one of these on today. And you felt you felt special, you felt powerful, didn't you? I felt like Thanos. See, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like I had all the Infinity, stones. All the infinity stones. Only, stones. Only a day could it give it was you nice. That it was all gold, champagne dial. It was very nice. Yep, thirty six or forty. I don't really care. If I had to choose, I'd probably go thirty six. It's just a little bit more classy. And Respect. I, I kind of ball out. I kind of get baguette hour markers, but that's just me. I love diamonds. Yeah, I'm more, um, for, I'm more for small. Small cases. So yeah, I, the 40's fine, but I think the 36 is better. 36 is the move. Yeah, I feel 36. like people are only rocking 40s now, and the hype around the 40 is where it is because you have the option of a 40. Sure. It, up until the 40 came out, or even when the Day-Date 2 came out and it was a 41, didn't matter how big you were. You were wearing a 36. Yeah. And that was okay. Yeah. For sure.
0: What's your, uh, what's your second Speedy. one? Speedy. You said Okay. It. So the, 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 the
1: most iconic watch to me, second most to you, okay. Yeah. I picked, so I would say the CK2998 reference because that's what went to the moon. Although the new speedy that they released, what, nine months ago now with Mm -hmm. that new tapered bracelet, almost the exact same thing. So I would say any speedy like that is for sure one of the most iconic watches. And I would say, like, again, one of the most important objects. What colorway? Just black and black and white. Yeah. Yeah. How it went to the moon is how it should stay. Okay yeah i know oh omega. not the panda the no, original yeah the original. sure okay. i know omega likes to mess around and yeah make 44s sure. different colored dials and that's great i'm a fan of the racing dials but i just want the standard moon watch got it i also love the Hesalite crystal i love the story behind it i love why it exists because yeah. it's, that was a watch that was meant to be a tool and mm-hmm. it was used as one wouldn't I shatter like, yeah i like that the back of it has the inscription flight qualified by nasa mm-hmm. for all man space missions to the moon I would rather stare at that all day than look at the movement. I don't care about what's inside of it. I know. I feel it you on that that that, <laughs> that 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 uh For that sure. text yeah. and knowing I own that makes me smile. It's nice. The yeah. movements without the movement's inside of all of them. I don't need to look at it.
0: You don't care about that? No. Okay. I chose one because I own a Speedmaster already. So I, I checked that box. Nice. Um, but uh one of the most iconic watches to me. A grail piece that um, I would love to own if I own this watch. I would I would figure out how to wear it every single day. I think
1: you got the picture pulled up already. I think it might be a grail for all of us, to be honest. Uh, the Cartier
0: crash, yeah. Oof. I think is... Amazing. I think it's one of the most beautiful watches ever made. Um, I think it is the most beautiful watch ever made. Well, just the
2: history and how it was made. I mean, yeah. The simple fact that, you know someone was in a car crash. So is that that's, true? That's the story. Is that a that's, true that's that's story? The story. That's, that's the story. The story. I mean, I've listen. never heard
0: Cartier, you know- They won't. Deny it or they say won't. it was true. They won't. And why would you? It's well, good, also, for, them. I mean, it's good listen, for them.
2: We know, we, I mean, outside of the crash, we know of, um. you know, the Tudor watch that actually saved a- um, Yeah, it got shot. A, a thing a took guy. a gun. bullet. Yeah, yeah, a Marine, he oh, yeah, literally, yeah. it saved his wrist. Yeah. You know, so like a bullet struck this man's wrist and it saved them from losing his car. Yeah, arm. the like, bezel I mean, popped
1: like, off, the case dented a little bit, but that was it. I
2: mean, it's crazy. The watch still runs. The story the story in his own, like, for those kind of, like, survivors. Well, the, the, the story was, it amazing. was
0: like, it was a, uh, what is it called? A bag in noir, Cartier, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, a bag noir that it. got in the car crash, That right. got in a car crash, Guy sent it to be fixed. Yeah. They looked at it, they kind of marveled at it, and was like, we should reproduce this. Yeah. Which, if the story is true, is amazing. Also too you got to
2: think about like this is during the t- when this watch was introduced or at least when it was repaired. We're not talking about cars that are going at about 150 miles per hour. Yeah, we're talking probably. about the, the vehicle <laughs> probably the fastest it was going was probably like 60 sure. miles per hour.
1: Maybe. You like, probably run faster than I, that. Like, exactly that hair
2: probably <laughs> run faster than the car.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Like it's crazy. Uh this piece is 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 everything for me. I love the fact that it's like it's just it's in its imperfection, it's perfect. you're right, yes, um, yes. That's it a great is way such to put it. an oddball piece. Mm-hmm. It's such a piece that doesn't make sense for Cartier that it makes sense because it's it's not perfect. Right. yes. Um, mm-hmm. but they got it right, and i would I would take it in, in the most classic style, like white dial gold bezel for sure. Um,
1: I'd go kind of crazy if I had the option
0: what wouldn't do what? because these are
1: collection privé now so you gotta get offered to make one yeah i know so i don't know i go a little nutty i'm thinking either personally any gem set platinum yeah i need could you put could you would you put any i make it like a tuxedo platinum black dial, white white romans i make it, I feel like, you make on it that. like a chandelier i, I I'm, well, I'm diamond diamonds bezel di- diamond case
0: diamond case Woo. i'm keeping it og I want I want the original. That's what I want. Well, you know, um the coolest part about
2: the crash is also this is like when Cartier actually decided to manipulate shapes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um so this was this was the first piece that they actually decided to go ahead and say, "Well, you know what? If we could do this with this watch, what can we do with other watches?" Um which like speaks volumes and also is a great contribution to time because you do see it in other brands and what they do when they create these funky um case shapes mm-hmm. or you know they have like this obscure like the same as like maybe even like a Debathoon. Well because
1: yeah, yeah
0: Cartier is such a serious brand with real history right that you throw this piece in the mix and it's like oh we have fun too. Yeah
1: but also they're they're I mean they're a jewelry manufacturer before anything. So it's hundred like, percent I feel like regardless of the story, you know, being true or not, yeah, if they got to the watch from a car crash and not, eventually they would have made something that made people turn their head. Oh, absolutely. whether it was this or not, it would have happened. Absolutely. And they kind of did. I mean, they have the Basculant, right? Mm-hmm. So watch that flips it's yeah. meant to be used as a table clock or as like a, a travel time. You mm-hmm. put it on a little table on the on the steam yeah, train. Yeah, that thing's when you're fire. It was a vintage Super one fire. One, fire. It's awesome. So it's like they've been playing for a while. They do that dual time uh, Tartuga now where it's Mm -hmm. like two crowns, two different time zones on the same dial. So it's like it's in their DNA. But I believe it started with this and it it kind of fell into their lap.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's my grail piece, man. Um, Great, great piece. Moving along. uh, His next question was, what brand do you feel is undervalued? Uh, This is a really good question. I'm going to let Rashawn take this first. Um, I know you guys, we, we, we were talking
2: offline and, um, you know, you guys gave me slack when I said that, um, I feel like Tudor is underappreciated. <laughs> um, yes. Um, I think, you know, for the guys that do know the brand, uh, for watch enthusiasts, um, they may disagree. Um, but that's what, you know, we're here to do is to provoke thought to kind of challenge These kind of um, questions and and speculations because I feel like, you know, Tudor rightfully so um, is getting the recognition maybe between this year and maybe last. Mm -hmm. Um, But outside of that, everyone knew Tudor to just be Rolex's little brother um, you they, know, you they knew often, them to
1: be the Black Bay Fifty Eight. Yeah, of
2: course. So, like, until the Black Bay Fifty Eight was introduced, no one really wanted to touch a single Black Bay. Right. You know, it was so, almost
1: it was like a club if you had a Black Bay before the mm-hmm. Fifty Eight came out.
2: So, you know, in retrospect, it's like you know when you are presenting these watches and when you are telling someone, it's like, hey, listen, you know what? I think this is a great investment, especially if you are building a watch collection. Like, you need a Black Bay in your, you know, in your catalog. Sure. Um, it's still one of those that you know guys will go ahead and kind of sway and say, mm, "I think about it." Mm. And I think you know Tudor is a brand that's undisputed. Yeah, it shouldn't be in any any brand it shadow.
1: It shouldn't be. No, they're they're heavyweight.
2: They're they're definitely a heavyweight. Um, so I'm gonna say that Tudor is underappreciated only
1: for that reason. Okay. But for the
2: guys that know, they know.
1: But do you, do you feel like even after the auction? Even after, you know, fifty-eight selling for a little more than retail, you know, mm-hmm. consistently, do you feel like you can still beat them as an undervalued brand?
2: Well, I mean,
1: I think information travels and it travels very fast. Sure, especially
2: now. And especially with us speaking about it now. Sure. <laughs> um, I think you know, that will change quickly. Yeah. But what I will say is I wanna be ahead of the curve and I wanna be the first to say that I believe this you... brand is underappreciated.
1: Okay. I We're think seeing... I think we need to see more people. Moving away from just the 58 and exploring the rest of the what Tudor has to offer, him. of course, the 1926 that. line, the standard Black Bay. Yeah, uh, the GMT doesn't get any love, which is weird.
2: Well, also, too, you got to think I mean, about it, this. just got a lot
1: of love. So, so I mean, now it did, now so, it did. So, i am talking about the Pepsi specifically. No, I, so, so,
2: now, so, now this is what this is this is why I'll say that Tudor also is underappreciated because the home plate, right? Sure. The original home plate, yeah, chrono, that thing's. That thing bangs. It goes crazy, right? Yeah, it, it goes, goes crazy, crazy on the secondary market. It goes crazy on the secondary market. You can probably get one, maybe, depending on the 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 dealer, between fifty to eighty thousand. I have I
1: have seen a home plate in the gray dial sell for six figures.
2: Now this is the really?
1: craziest. Yes,
2: this is the yes. craziest part. This is the crazy part. So I have a like if I have the availability to a seventies repro, and I'm like, hey. You know what? You should invest in this because this is where it stands in the market. You know, a guy's still like, oh, I don't know, I still want the panda, and I'm like, dude, like you don't even get it. Like yeah. this is something that yeah.
0: has like so much more history. You make a good case. You no, know. you make a good case. I think um, I, I, I wouldn't. I didn't agree with you before, but I I, I see the light. I understand. So, what you're
2: So, about. like for example, it's just like. You know, with that 70s repro, it's like this isn't the first time that Tudor has been knocking price points out of the park for the
0: secondary market. Yeah. This isn't
2: the first time. This isn't a surprise. So that's why I say Tudor is
0: very undervalued. I think, and underappreciated. I think now that you make the argument, I'm starting to think about like even, um, I think one of the best ways to tell how a brand is valued is the vintage market. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that you can still get like big rose Tudors for very cheap, under two grand. It's kind of insane. It's, it, I mean, I got one as a gift that is almost mint, and it was under two grand. And yeah. it's like, this is a watch that, and within my lifetime, will be 100 years old. Oh, of course. That I own. Of course. And it's, that's kind of crazy.
2: Yesterday's price won't be today's price. It won't be today's price. <laughs> <laughs> Respect.
0: Um, ben, what do you got for us?
1: Gerard Perigo? Okay. I picked. I think I picked maybe the most obscure brand, at least one of the more bigger brands. And to your point where you were saying, like, even you think of Under Valley watches, you actually like to look at what they're selling for in the vintage market. Mm-hmm. The vintage market for GPs is kind of crazy. Have you ever seen the vintage GP? You, I have, actually. With? I was looking at a Seahawk yeah. recently. Yeah. yeah. Right. So they almost look like Jaeger's. They're very dressy. They're not super, They're super sporty. dressy. They're definitely a gentleman's watch.
2: And and the, and the craziest thing is that these guys are probably, they are amongst the oldest watchmakers. They, yeah. So, so like, that was going to be
1: my next point where it's like yes, people please. like to rip on modern GPs, especially the Laureato. Because but they started it all.
2: It looks, <laughs> it looks like an AP.
1: All yeah. right, fine. Yeah. But that's only because the bezel is an octagon shape. Mm-hmm. Yes. The brand has been around since 1791. Yeah. They're older than Patek mm-hmm. and they're older than AP. Mm-hmm. Sure, the Royal Oak came first with the design, but yeah. it was the 70s. Everybody was doing this. Bulgari yeah. made an octagon shaped watch. Yeah. It yeah. was just a design language for the 70s. Of course. Now when I again when I was thinking about undervalued watches, I was looking at the secondary market. These GP L'Oreals are selling for like 20%, 30 percent under retail price, used. Mm-hmm. Which I don't understand why, because every time I talk to someone that owns a GP, they don't want to get rid of it. Hmm. So I f- And the more I talk to people, they're more than happy to pay the retail price for it. Yes. Really? Yeah. yeah. So when I see people wearing it and how they talk about it, I don't get why they're so undervalued. I feel like when people really get to see them and experience them, put them on the wrist, I feel like they change their tune real quick. Interesting. And as long as they can get over that hump of on the used market they get this for you know 20 percent less it's like that shouldn't matter if you're buying what you like i think that's the point though because that's kind of that's
0: kind of the lens that i think even us at times are seeing things through now and it's the secondary market yeah Yeah. and that's kind of what navigates and directs the the conversation right how you value something whereas like just a few years ago it's like the idea of like selling your watch was only if you needed the money. Yes. Right. It wasn't too, like, Yeah, turn now it's an investment. Profits, right, it's a profit. Making an investment. So the relationship is different now and because of the craze with Rolex and and Pateks and APs and people's, you know, inability to have access to them. Um, I can see guys sort of saying, like, well, I need to be on the in crowd. Let me see if I can flip this and get some money together to get the other thing. Yeah, yeah. sure. Well, also, too, like,
2: I mean, let's not forget um, you know Gerard Perigo's contribution to watchmaking in his own, yeah, mm-hmm. you know these guys created the first exhibition case period, yeah, mm. so exhibition case meaning skeleton, of yep. course, that is the slang, but um, you know, for everyone that's like, well, you know, what is the history to these guys? I mean, it also starts with you know the simple fact that it was started by a husband and wife duo right. um in its own, like you know. It it speaks volumes, and you know when you get educated with these brands and understand like their contribution to watchmaking, I think you appreciate it a lot more. So Ben, thank you for like the way the way that that they make movements. I mean,
1: they make beautiful movements. Just go on their website and look at the Infinity Collection, Mm -hmm. please. Everyone who's listening to this, please do that. They are beautiful watches. That's number one. Number two, the use of materials is insane. The watch we just had pulled up was the absolute light in the black and blue carbon. Yeah. I saw a blog on Instagram talk about a G-Shock using a, quote unquote, all <laughs> new material with carbon fiber and glass. GP did it first two yes, years ago. Of course. It's not all new. It's been around. Yeah. So not only do they innovate, they start trends. They start
2: trends. They do start trends.
1: And they make beautiful watches. They do. On top of that. People who collect GPs or who are really in and all about the brand, mm-hmm. they love them. They probably have some of the most enthusiastic collectors I've ever met and spoken to. Mm. They just dropped that new uh, chronograph collaboration with Aston Martin. Yeah. The official word that I've been given is that that thing sold out in six hours. Wow. Yeah. 160 pieces gone mm. in six hours. Yeah. So people obviously love the brand and they're not going anywhere. So if you want something cool, different than the norm, look into GP
2: yeah respect for
1: sure um
0: my selection um definitely a lesser known brand uh i feel is undervalued simply because people aren't really paying attention to them uh the 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 people that i that I know that know about these are watch dudes um who are looking for something interesting something new something fun uh that brand is autodromo a good brand. It's a great brand. Uh Autodromo started in 2011, mm-hmm. I believe. Um industrial designer Bradley Price uh is the gentleman behind uh the creation of
1: this brand. This
0: brand is not uh what's interesting about this brand, they're not simply a, a watch company. They're actually a lifestyle brand.
1: Yeah, they make they make uh, gloves, driving gloves. They make driving gloves, I they make sunglasses,
0: really um but they their primary product are are their watches. Yeah. And what he does is he recreates these watches that are inspired by um automobiles. They're yes. inspired by cars. They're inspired by historic races. Um they're beautiful timepieces. Um he doesn't use any 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 stock parts. I mean they're designed from the inside out by him. Uh they're beautiful. If you are someone who is very much into design, very much into aesthetics. These things are gorgeous and they're fun. Um, And what I love about them too, I think the most fun and unique thing about them is how you tell time. All the dials are really unique. They're not super traditional. Um, You kind of have to look at it a little bit and figure it out. Um, And that's what's kind of cool. One of my favorite ones that was released recently uh, is the Copper State 1000. Um, This piece is awesome. It was a commemorative piece that was originally released um, to commemorate uh, this actual race, uh, originally only offered to participants in the race. They opened it up and, and, and released it to, to the public for consumption. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a fan of, of, of race, racing or rally watches. I like the aesthetic. I think design-wise, um, the 1960s really speak to me. Um, you know, there's so much that happened historically, uh, but also when you, when you talk about design, everything from, from automobiles to, to fashion, um, it kind of resonates with me. Autodromo is a brand that I've been excited about for a really long time. Uh, I think the Copper State 1000, uh, will be my next purchase. That's how passionate I, I feel about
1: well, them right now. Is awesome. But do you have an idea which one?
0: It's going to be the copper one, the copper dial. Definitely. They do a blue ice, a yes, ice that, blue dial. like that That's one. That's kind of dope too. The ice is though. Um, copper kind of checks that box for me. You know, you know, my love and, and, and affection for bronze. Yes. Uh, it's right there with it. I yeah. think it's gorgeous. Um, I love that the dial looks like a speedometer. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just super cool and unique and I can see myself having a lot of fun with this. You know, to to piggyback on what you're saying, um, just
2: as far as, you know, a lifestyle watch brand, I think that's something that we don't really find often.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. I don't Um, think we find it anywhere.
2: So, you know, I think for for right now, I think there probably are lifestyle watch brands out there. But for now, these guys are on the forefront of that. And I think that it is a new way in how we introduce timepieces, because, you know, initially You know, there's this watch hierarchy, and you know, what you wear defines you. Mm -hmm. But what happens if it's the opposite, and actually, the watch brand is what defines you? Versus, like, what you wear is like, okay, if I wear this piece, Mm -hmm. oh, I must be a banker, I must be in finance, I must be, you know, someone that does this, this, and that. But what happens if I wear this watch, and you're like, oh, so you must appreciate.
0: X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Yeah, you have a you has a you have a sensitivity to design of course, uh, and aesthetics. And that's what I think rings true with, with what Bradley Price has done with this brand. Uh this is for someone who has those sensibilities. Um it's innovative, for sure. It's it's innovative, it's it's beautiful, um it's incredibly warm and light, makes you feel good. It's serious but playful all at the same time. And affordable. Uh, it's super affordable. Yeah. Uh, I think all this under watch thousand, right? for like this one reaches, I think, for like twelve or fifteen hundred. I think fifteen hundred for this one. Which is still fair. Which That's super fair. fair. Um, you know, but just from a design perspective, I think that it's it's incredible. Um, I, I don't I don't I haven't seen anything like this. I agree. Um I think it's awesome. Yeah. I think more people should pay attention to what he's doing. He makes beautiful pieces, and sure. he's building an incredible brand. Yeah. So that's my selection. That's awesome. Um Pretty good one. Next and and last indie brand of the week. This is something that we were talking about. Um, unanimous decision. Yep. Who we would talk about? It was an easy one. It, it yeah. was an easy one. This brand uh, actually just released a new piece uh, several days ago. It sold out in three minutes. Fire! <laughs> fire. Studio fire, Underdog. Fire. Underdog with a zero. Yes. Um, the chocolate chip. No. Mint watch. chocolate. Mint chocolate. That's crazy. the one for
1: me. Crazy.
0: Yeah, this piece is crazy. Um, so this brand, it's a UK brand. And it's started by this this guy named Richard, who pretty much does it all. Um designs the watches markets the watches his story for using the zero instead of an o is pretty funny too um he just kind of talked about differentiating himself with respect to like social media and he's like oh i'll swap out the o for a zero it's just like kind of like funny nonsensical stuff but he does like really really interesting dials they're all bi-compact dials yeah um the mint chocolate chip is fire. He released earlier this year a watermelon dial. There was also the eggplant, the eggplant dial, crazy, yeah, which actually crazy. ages.
1: That yeah. might be my second favorite. It's made out of real eggplant. Yeah, the, the dial's, dial's made like out of real egg eggplant. Wrinkles and, yeah. and looks it's, crazy. It's
0: it it looks like a purple textured dial uh, when you get it, and then as you wear it, the dial actually wrinkles. Yeah, it's insane. This also
2: this this to me, you know, speaks to just the volumes and the creativity. It's like when you think that watchmaking is done,
1: it's no, something never else comes up. done. Something if else you think if
2: out. you think that an iPhone will replace your watch, <laughs> yeah, know. you will. are sadly mistaken. It never will. Sadly mistaken and like, you know, studio I mean these guys are these guys are crazy. This
1: guy. This, <laughs> this, one, guy, this guy, This
2: single guy you know, is crazy.
1: Like the I movements mean, are also super pretty. They're beautiful. You know, um
0: he's he's doing exhibition case backs. These are all manually wound movements. Yeah. Um you know, I think in the same spirit that I I I I appreciate uh Autodromo for um uh, I can appreciate Studio Underdog uh in a completely different way, but it's the same spirit, right? And it's like we're just trying to make something that is that's fun. We're trying to make something that's beautiful, something that looks good, it's mm-hmm. aesthetically pleasing. Mm-hmm. Um, in the case of Studio Underdog, something that is not serious at all. Like collecting watches doesn't have to be this serious task that people undertake that it's like I gotta get this and check that box and do this and yeah. do that. It's like dog, you can have fun doing this. Like I remember my the first watch I got was a Mickey Mouse watch when I was a little kid. I loved that thing. That you know this kind of speaks to me and resonates with me on that level and reminds me of when I was a kid. For sure.
2: For sure. Price point doesn't define um you know watch collecting at all. At no. all. The price points on this are I mean it's under $500. And the funny thing is that they sell out. Sold out way. in 3 minutes. Fat, like 3 minutes. Fathom that. On his own you
1: listen. No distribution channel. You're to buy directly from them. In three, minutes, in three him. minutes,
2: you can't even put in your address. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Please, it, it takes sit, three minutes sit, to go to <laughs> to go to the website, pick the watch, put in your sh- shipping and billing details, and press purchase. This I mean, they literally amazing. have no watch for
0: sale right now. They sold out of everything. That's amazing. They've Sold out of the mint chocolate. The watermelon has been gone. The desert yeah, sky, yeah, the desert which sky I think is, is probably gone. one of the the best looking dials that 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 they have. Mm-hmm. Um
1: also I love yeah. in the in the compacts the are the dial on the right hand mm-hmm. side has three different shades of the same color. Yeah. Yeah. The deal is there's this some real is serious like, stuff going on here. You
2: know, for these for these independent brands and these micro brands and these brands that are, you know, creating these timepieces at this at this time. Micro at, brands are up at next. this at this price point, you know, you don't want to be late to the party.
1: Because I think that's true. It's I going mean,
0: it's going it's going to turn. I think it's gonna be, you know the vast majority of people cannot afford a Rolex. Um, yeah. you know, Tudor at some point will be far out of reach, Even, Omega, the yeah, same, of all of these brands. And it's like as as the market grows and as more people enter the market, um, it's the micro brands that are gonna win because they're the most accessible, they're the lowest hanging and fruit. And also too. And ultimately, not everyone who collects is gonna be like super serious about it. It's just I just want a really fun timepiece. Yeah. I was I'm, I'm I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No,
2: no, no, it's okay. Um, but in that retrospect, it's like, I mean, how many of those questions like across, you know, this um this table where someone goes ahead and says, Well what's a good watch to buy? Mm-hmm. What's a watch yep. that I can buy that I can afford? Yep. Because yeah, flat out, you, you can't go ahead and tell someone that's building a watch collection, it's like, yeah, buy that watch there for about five to $10,000. They're like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't got 10K to spend right now. Granted, but it's like, but why am I spending 10K? Some people just don't understand it yet. So it's like, well, you know, okay, how about you invest in this? You should get this eggplant dial because it actually is going to age with you. Yeah, and so one of one over time, of course. You know, or how about you get this piece that's limited to only three hundred globally? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying at like a price point of five hundred. It's bucks. what
0: separates um, real collectors uh, from people who are more concerned with how they're being seen. It's the same thing in in the art market, right? It's like the people who are really collect are, are taste makers. Yes, and I'm sure. You know, this, this brand sold out of this new watch in three minutes. What does that tell you? That tells me, A, there are people who are just getting into this who are like, I just want something cool. But that that those aren't the people that help you sell out. Yes. The people that help you sell out are the people who have a collection. Yes. And they're like, I got a patente, I got a roll. Oh my God, look at this. Mint chocolate chip. I love chocolate chip. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like those are the people that are getting this stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. And, and I run across those guys all the time who have like an amazing collection of watches, but they wear the most like oddball thing. And they're just like, yeah, I'm just I'm hanging out. Yeah, man. this, this is, makes me happy. This makes me happy. Makes me smile. Totally, I love this thing. Totally. Look at it. It's cool. Totally. Um, Studio Underdog. That's where it's at. That's where we're going with it. I think we all got one on the radar eventually. For sure. No, no, definitely. Um, I will be getting one at some point. You may see one in the next wish check. Woo. Okay. <laughs> Big talk. Bold statement. Talk All right. To, I'm talking sponsor. Um, <laughs> so uh, that does it for, for episode three, guys. Um, yes. We're three episodes in. This has been incredible. Awesome. Um, awesome. I feel like we got a rhythm. I'm definitely having fun. Yeah. So. I'm you having them? a lot of fun. Respect. Why
2: so right, you well, guys let me growl on uh
0: you growl every you episode? Growl as one. much as you want, sir. <laughs> um that's a wrap. GMT episode Master three. Two. <sighs> <laughs>